Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, do you know about Secret Menu? It's the subscription tier of the A Thing or Two newsletter that goes deep. Shopping guides, market roundups, answers to reader questions, and a whole bunch of resources we swear by. Secret Menu subscribers receive an exclusive newsletter every Thursday and access to an archive of all of our content, even Monday newsletters dating back to 2012. It's four bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. Sign up at a thing or two hq.com. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. Or join our Geneva. Please join our Geneva. Some good stuff happened over there. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. It's a delight. It's like also a low lift kind of thing where I yeah. feel like people chime in with thoughts and questions, but it does. I don't feel overwhelmed when no. I get in there, which is... It's not a stressful place to be. It's chill. Yeah. Much like with induction stoves, we ushered in, I would say, a new cultural era. <laughs> the cringe conversation has really ratcheted up. Yeah. Since we since we discussed cringe. Cringe is everywhere. Yeah. Multiple people sent us a very, very delightful illustration by Julie Hoots, who designed the art for this very show. Love her. She's Julie Lauren on Instagram. And she, like, well, you have to just see it, but I'm going to read you the text from it. Inhale the cringe. Wrap yourself in the cringe. Let it be a part of you. Mother the cringe. Thank the cringe for all it has taught you. Exhale the cringe. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. The other thing we were kicking ourselves for not bringing up about cringe. Oh, yes. This Yasi Salik saying. Yes. So after the podcast aired, this listener who's in our Geneva channel, Kara, she's like, Yasi Salik, who's the host of the Ringer podcast, Bandsplain, who loves all of this music that is not like the cool music to love, like 90s stuff like Sheryl Crow and U2 and A Long December. Which I, we can talk about Sheryl Crow's Mother Day. That's another conversation. That's a separate conversation. I love Sheryl Crow. Yeah, I love Dave Matthews Band. I, I, I don't, but I understand. <laughs> but but yes. Her motto is, I am cringe, but I am free. And she sells t-shirts that say that. How beautiful. We can't we can't take responsibility for, obviously. Oh, obviously she's, been at this, she's been at this way before. Us. Obviously, yeah. we had nothing to do with ushering in the cringe era, but... Obviously. But we really can't take credit for this. This was this is genius. And Kara in the Geneva was like, it's actually really taught me a lot because it just reminds me that other people's opinions, even of me, are just none of my business. And I was like, 
wow, tattoo that on your heart. Other people's opinions, even of me, in fact, I would amend this to say, especially of me, especially of me, are none of my business. I really do spiral sometimes worrying about what other people think, not just of me, but of other things. And the idea that it's none of my business is a beautiful thing. As Serena Williams's daughter's doll, Quay Quay would say, (laughs) yeah, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Yeah. Another incident where I encountered cringe recently was I was reading a newsletter called, Mm -hmm. and are you ready for this? Yeah. Club Leftist Tennis. Mm. It had an installment called Tennis is for Weirdos by Kate Wagner that was basically about this woman growing up playing tennis at a country club sort of place Mm -hmm. that she only had access to because a parent worked there. And so she always felt like a real outsider. Mm -hmm. But she had this tennis coach who was also a real outsider. Mm -hmm. And she really liked that about him. And this whole like weirdo ethos like did a lot for her. And this essay is in praise of Novak Djokovic, a Mm -hmm. player I do not praise, Mm -hmm. deeply do not like. I do not praise. We just got religious on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I need to read you this like bit about Mm -hmm. cringe. Ultimately, many people, including myself, perhaps envy Djokovic simply because the concept of cringe is foreign to him. For better or worse, he's liberated from cringe. I sincerely believe that this gives him a competitive edge, just like it gave Bob, this is the coach, a competitive edge. When I was taking the lessons, the concept of cringe did not exist in its contemporary form, but it was what Bob spent most of his time trying to eradicate in me, his pupil. My biggest holdup in tennis wasn't that I was bad at sports, but that I feared being bad at sports. I lived in terror of embarrassment and humiliation. Bob's solution to that was to inoculate me against that embarrassment by doing yoga, wearing chakra bracelets, talking about palindromes, humming inappropriately. The more I was allowed to live with embarrassment, the better tennis player I became. Hence, every time I'm sent an update on the various ridiculous antics of professional sportsman Novak Djokovic, I laugh, sure. But deep down, I know that it's Djokovic who, in his incomprehensible freedom from shame, is probably laughing right back at us. It's a really nice sentiment. It's a lovely sentiment. I don't believe that this man is actually free of cringe. I think he doesn't know what things are cringe. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's an important Which is like a distinction. Yeah. But I really like this sentiment so much that I'm trying to forgive that read of it. But I think that doesn't actually change it because he's still immune to it in the same way. Like he does, you can, it's either because you choose to ignore it or because you just don't know what it is. That's true. In either case, you're liberated. That's true. true. He is liberated. But I don't think it's that, I don't think he's liberated because he like doesn't care. The other thing that happened is that the New York Times did a big piece on things we might cringe at in the future. So we were like, oh, cringe. Most of the people responding took the assignment to be like some sort of like future prediction of how we will judge history, which didn't really feel like Like the right take or something. Yeah. I mean, they were all being like, what are the things that we will look back on and be embarrassed about? And it's like, It's not the same as cringe. Embarrassment and cringe aren't the exact same thing. People took the assignment as how will history view us? Well, always badly. That's the whole thing. We're always ashamed. There were few people who got it right. Most of the people did not. Most people just were doing some odd prognostication. You know what I was wondering when I was Hmm. reading it? I'm wondering if the assignment was conveyed poorly. Probably. I'm sure. Because I feel like the question must have been posed of like, what will people be embarrassed yeah. about in the future? Yeah. And then the headline and the, you know, display yeah. copy were all about cringe. It was like, that's not, those aren't the right. same thing. Right. I mean, the ones that seemed to to get it right for me were the ones that focused on either fashion or social media use. Mm. Like those ones, it was like, yeah, mm. those are things we will feel cringy about. The people who were like, yes, talking about climate change and will cringe at the fact that we Joan Juliet Buck, for example, said that she would cringe at cooking with gas. I was like, to bring this back to yet another another important back. topic, but that will have just been a product of the time. 
And like our knowledge yeah, of all things. Yeah, our understanding of yeah. things and our options as consumers. Yeah. Our very own Rachel Tashjian. Yeah. And, by, and by our very own, I mean our very own guest in this episode. She our very own guest. Our very own guest. She got it. I liked it for many reasons, which I think will be obvious. The thing I think people will be embarrassed about in the years to come is Gorpcore. It's a trend, or I would even say a movement, within men's fashion to fetishize outdoor and performance clothing. You might be someone who hikes or who rock climbs or who runs ultra marathons, and you bring that kind of clothing and the gear into your everyday life. I don't think it's embarrassing now. I mean, I think it looks pretty cool, but I think it will be something that will not age well. I loved that she got that, that she was like, and this is part of the beauty of Rachel's writing and criticism in general. And that thinking. She could, and yeah, thinking. And her thinking is that she can be like, I actually really like it. I think it's kind of silly or that like we will be embarrassed about it. And then I'm not going to like it forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what GORP stands for? No. Good old raisins and peanuts. No. Yeah. Nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. <laughs> because that's what like these hikers, you know, are eating. Good old raisins and peanuts are eating GORP. Thank you so much to Shopify for sponsoring today's show. I don't know why, but the beginning of this year, like January, February, every just thing just feels so hard, like just like such a lift. And you look at your to-do list and it's like, oh, like I have to like go mail something. How am I possibly going to do that? And there's something really delightful about doing e-commerce shopping and hitting that Shopify checkout page and being like, ah, yes, like it's a thing I know. It's simple. It's straightforward. I know exactly what it's requesting of me. No issues. It probably, probably knows some of your information if you save those sorts of things. And I, I'm just taking real comfort in that because, because I'm taking comfort in anything I can at this moment. And this is the thing. It's great from a consumer side, but it's also great from a business owner side. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling induction stoves or custom gibbets, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify Shopify gives you complete control of your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills or design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. We told you all this before we ran of a kind on Shopify from the day we launched in 2010 to the day we closed in 2019. And it helped us every step of the way. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is Possibility Powered by Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash a thing or two, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash a thing or two. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Let's bring on Rachel. So we have with us today, Rachel Tashjian Wise, who is the fashion news director of Harper's Bazaar. We love her commentary and her show criticism and all of that stuff. And she's also the 
author, creator mm-hmm. of an invite-only newsletter called Opulent Tips. That's right. Invite-only. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, what's Although, what's fancier? you know, you can get in upon request occasionally. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We're You're so the first excited. guest we've had in a studio in years, and it wow, is a delight. Great point. Wow. In fact, you Tell know me. the last two guests we had in the studio? Who? Nikki Oganaki oh. and... Mickey Drexler. So esteemed company. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do have an important question for you before we get into this. Did you try the scooped out bagel? No, I haven't tried okay, it yet. Fine. I, How I, are you going to try it? What's yeah. your vision for when you try it? What's your order? I don't want it with a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I just want it with scallion cream cheese. God, scallion And maybe some capers. <gasps> so that you can have more cream cheese. Like, are you filling the whole moat? I think I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's mm. like a vessel. Yeah. No, I guess I understand. I that. love it's like, really, scallion it's cream a, cheese. The bagel should be a cream cheese skin. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. This is how like toaster strudels get made as you start having these conversations and you, you go somewhere <laughs> good with them. You go somewhere good. What are you working on these days? Well, it's almost New York Fashion Week. Yeah. So how are you feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Do you actually. get energized about these things or dread? I do get really energized okay. about it. Yeah. I get really excited. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's like everyone has been toiling in secret for the past several right. months. Yes. And then you get to see what they've been working on. Do what? you think it's always exactly like unzipped? Like um, that's what it's like in the background? Because <laughs> that's what I assume. I think I think the pace and the chaos is like unzipped. Yeah. But I think... Like, Isaac Mizrahi has a really special process. Yeah. You know, like, the amount of time that he spends talking about movies and references and that sort of Mm. thing. I don't think designers really have the space to do that anymore. Interesting. Because the calendar is what it is and there's so many seasons and all of that. Uh There's also this funny scene in the beginning of the of the documentary mm-hmm. it opens yeah. with him going he's like smoking a cigarette yeah. and, and he goes, goes to the the, the bodega yeah. and gets the paper and reads the reviews right i don't think any anyone that, does that, doesn't that anymore. Anymore. <laughs> my other favorite part of that documentary is the implied espionage where he's like the other the somebody has a show before him that he feels is, yes then he feels like it's a rip of his and he's like the, the implication this? is that yes that there's been espionage involved right he puts his head in his hands and he's saying <laughs> why did you show me this why did you show right. me this? he's yes. pushing women's yes. wear daily away god he's so great yeah he's amazing yeah. do you follow him on instagram of course yes, yes. his qvc show yes yeah yeah and we his trash his, hole we went to his what's it called yeah, when he was um, at the carlisle yeah, oh, yeah that yeah, was great yeah, i went to wonderful. that too yeah, yeah. He's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. And he's a great collector of Belgian slippers. Mm. Oh, my God. A great collector of Belgian str- slippers. Yeah. This is a title <laughs> we should all aspire to hold. Yeah. Who are sort of the under-the-radar names we should know about? Do you guys know about Puppets and Puppets? No. 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 Puppets and Puppets is a great brand that was started by a designer named Carly Marx who went to art school. And she was making her living as a painter until she her was 30. Her name is familiar mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And she just suddenly decided... I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And what if I just started a fashion brand mm-hmm. and it's become actually quite successful? She wow. has a, a handbag that you might have seen. It's like a Napa leather, like very small tote shape, mm-hmm. very ladylike. But then it has an incredibly hyper realistic cookie attached to the front of it. <laughs> and her clothing is just very it's like amazing. Yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> and she has like other things, you know, bananas, so eggs, like all this sort of thing. It's so good. And it's well priced. It's like three ninety five, and oh, it's a real cool. leather handbag. Her clothing is very, it's really cool. Like her last show was eyes wide shut themed. Nice. 
That's a good reference. This is a good film reference. Do you plan out your outfits in advance for Fashion Week? No, I don't. Okay. You just wing it. Hey, good for you. Yeah. (laughs) I love to hear that. (laughs) Are you going to travel to the other weeks? I'm going to Milan and I'm going to Paris. Fun. Yeah. We both really fell for Milan this past year. It's. I remember listening to to you guys talk about this on a recent episode. Like very much in a nobody told me about this way. Yeah. But obviously (laughs) people did. It's so cool. It's It's so so cool. cool. Yeah. It's the best energy yeah like, it's not doesn't feel stressful it doesn't feel pretentious it just is cool right it's well it feels great. very swiss mm. but it's got mm. the it's mm. got yeah. the, like italian romance yes. and energy and architecture but uh-huh. it's very kind the, of but the like polish yeah. 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 yeah 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 like the roger federer of it all yes yes <laughs> exactly. i like the swiss yeah. of it all yeah. okay i want to get into your thingies but i do have another important question yes you were at gq now yes. you're at harper's bazaar yeah how's the transition from men's to women's mag been for you it's been pretty good I mean, it's it's interesting, like to be a man interested in fashion is like you've you've gone out of your way to develop some kind mm. of niche passion. Mm-hmm. Totally. Whereas totally. Every woman is interested in fashion, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. or it has like some kind of sense of her personal style. Right. You're forced to right. be like engaged yes. with it in some yeah. way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I also think women are smarter than ever and like more skeptical mm-hmm. than ever before about clothes yeah. and really curious. And they really want to know, like, what am I buying and right. why is this this price? And, you know, who is this designer? And so I've really enjoyed that kind of I have a lo- I have a lot of engaged readers, which I yeah. like. You mm. did before, though, no? But it's different with it's different yeah. with men. Because it's again, it's like it's a real oh, subset I love the of way, people. I love yeah. the way you brought up, you know, this collection that Eddie Slimane did 20 years ago. Yeah. Whereas I get people now saying, like, I completely disagree with you about such and such brand. You know, hmm. Totem is doing um, right. doing this in a much better way. Yeah. What's your take on Totem? I love Totem. I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Can you tell us about your thingies? Yes. I actually am going to start with something that you suggested in the email, mm. which is hats. Mm. You know, I thought you might, and I kind of <laughs> hope, because I would like to hear your take. Well, someone, it, it's funny because you, when we were talking about me coming on the show, you said it could be something like hats. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> someone who I don't know very well, but like a lot, Becky Malinsky. Yes, love, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. She emailed me and said, are you going to buy this hat? Within 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so I thought, You're okay. Like, oh, that's like my thing now. Well, the hat is a hat by the row that's a sort of, it's not quite a pillbox. It's larger than a pillbox. No. So it fits fully over the head rather okay. than yes. nesting on top. Mm-hmm. And it is really good. But as I told her, I already have three hats. <laughs> I look like this hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pitch us on hats. Okay. So I've always really liked hats mm-hmm. in part because I bleach my hair. Mm. And so every four weeks, things start to get a little oh. rooty. Uh-huh. And it's nice to have a hat that I can put yeah. on. Yes. And I don't want to just put on a bucket hat. I mean, right. during the summer, I yeah. might do that. Yeah. But it's nice to have something with a little polish or style. It feels like it's like part of an outfit and not exactly. just like a cover up. And what is your preferred silhouette? So my favorite hat that I own, it's a felted cocktail turban that mm-hmm. I got at the hat shop in Soho. Mm-hmm. And it has like a, a sculpted front so that oh, it I looks like it. it's wrapped. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. yes. And yes. it's a very pinky red color. Mm-hmm. And I tend to wear a lot of brown. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it goes with a lot of yeah, things that yeah. I have. I like that. And it looks like, oh, Rachel really thought about her outfit today. Right. When in fact, it's that, you know, Rachel's hair is two different colors right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we have a sense that hats are kooky because yeah. I think yeah. a lot of hats we see are kooky. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, But yes, there yes. are a lot of hats that are much more streamlined mm-hmm. and like understated. 
if people are interested in getting into a hat but are like scared of the kooky hat, Mm -hmm. what do you suggest? So the hat store in Soho Uh is really great. Mm -hmm. And Um, it's called the hat store. Yes. Okay. And she has a lot of different hat makers who are mostly based in New York. Mm. And it's just really wonderful. I mean, she's really the owner is has a a, a classic New York personality, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. like an unplaceable kind of continental accent. <laughs> Great. And you walk in and she immediately wants to measure your head. <gasps> Perfect. Um, and she has things that are very eccentric, but she has things that are more streamlined. That's mm-hmm. This is where I got the turban. Yeah. And then someone else mentioned to me when I wrote recently about hats in my newsletter and someone replied and suggested this hat designer named Amy Downs, who hmm. used to have a store in Soho until maybe 20 years ago. And okay. now she lives upstate and sells her hats online. Mm. And so she just photographs whatever she happens to have. And you PayPal her. Perfect. <laughs> and then she mails you the hat. That's how you And know these good. are very like, they're they're a little, they have some humor to them, but mm. they're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gigi Burris is the one hat maker whose work I follow. And our fr- fellow Delawarean, Lizzie Fortunato, mm-hmm. gifted her husband a custom Gigi Burris hat for Christmas, which I thought was such a clever gift. That's a great like gift. He wanted Gigi a hat. Burris's. He really yeah. wanted a hat and wanted some guidance on this said hat. Yeah. And yeah. So clever. So clever. You don't want to let your husband loose in a like hat shop without any guidance. No. That can get... <laughs> Yeah. Dicey. I think it is a good idea to give him some give him some structure to the search. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, totally. Thank you so much to Hero Bread for sponsoring today's episode. So when Hero Bread arrived at my house, we were out of bread. So it was a, I mean, first of all, there was the victory that there was just bread that showed up at my house. And so my husband immediately broke into it to make sandwiches to take to lunch that day. And when he got home, I quizzed him on him. And I was like, how was the bread? Like, and he was like, I, it was delicious, fluffy bread. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, what, what's my review? But I was like, could, but could you tell that it had extra fiber and extra protein and was ultra low net carbs? Like, could you tell what it had all of these other benefits? And he was like, no, wait, what? Because it just tasted like fluffy bread. And we, I made him, I forced him to talk about this further. And basically I've landed on um, the fact that this is like the bread that Gudetama, the Sanrio character uses as a blanket. Like it's that kind of fluffy, cozy comforter in the form of a bread, bread. That is the fluffy like white bread version. There's also a seeded bread version. There are hot dog buns, burger buns, tortilla. There's even a croissant. Hero Bread made carby, empty calorie products into fluffy, delicious versions that include ultra low net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories versus the traditional conventional version with added benefits of protein and fiber. Exclusively for a thing or two listeners, Hero Bread is offering a special 10% off your first order with the code a thing or two at hero.co. Again, the code is a thing or two for 10% off your first order of Hero Bread at Hero.co. Be sure to check out the podcast description for more information. Thank you to the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business for sponsoring today's episode. Claire and I were just talking the other day about, about careers and how they're, they just feel like this sort of antiquated thing. And then we heard someone use the term leg one of their career, which just <laughs> felt like a really useful description. Like, this is a starting point. This is the first thing. This is where I am now. And there will be a leg two, maybe a leg three, maybe a leg four. How many legs can, how many legs can a career have? And we just like really loved that. And the idea of reinvention, which 
feels like a real opportunity to get an MBA and try out something new. So through the business education at Scheller, women will gain infinite opportunities to grow and transform both personally and professionally while learning from the brightest minds at the intersection of business and technology. Scheller offers full-time evening and executive MBA programs that are consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. Scheller is located in the heart of Atlanta's Tech Square, an area with the highest density of startups, corporate innovators, and researchers in the Southeastern U.S. Scheller MBA career services are ranked top five in the world, five years running. In fact, their class of 2022 graduates had a 100% employment rate. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Scheller offers many scholarships for women, making an investment in you and your MBA accessible. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Scheller's MBA programs. That's gtmbawomen.com. What else you got? Oh, okay. So something I'm calling... Perfect. Already love it. <laughs> <laughs> the setup is perfect. Something I'm calling... Dot, dot, dot. The Wunderkammer Mindset. Oh, okay. Let's go. Walk okay. us through it. So I, a few weeks ago, was in Milan for work, and I went to go see this Hieronymus Bosch exhibition. Mm-hmm. And one of the rooms in this exhibition was about the compositions of Hieronymus Bosch's mm-hmm. paintings, which have all these strange objects and creatures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. And th- this room suggested that Bosch had been inspired by the... 17th century fascination for collections of strange objects Mm -hmm. and unusual and uh, quote-unquote exotic things. Okay. Like you might have as a country gentleman like an ostrich egg. Sure. And a small carved figurine of a swan made out of like alabaster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) It was very popular to have a coconut. Okay. So (laughs) just a coconut. mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Just a coconut. Yeah. Yeah. Exotic objects. And I loved this idea of having a collection of objets. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And this is something my mother-in-law does really well. She has all of the baby cups from uh. her family going back like two or three wow. generations. Wow. And she has these little silver cups just sitting on mm-hmm. this antique piece of, like, I guess it's a dresser in and their And they're all together? Room. Yeah. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cute, 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 cute. Or like, a, you know, what Joan Didion was really good at this, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, She was yes, living yes, the yes, Wonder yes, Commerce yeah, yeah, mindset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she, like, one of the lots in the auction mm-hmm. was her seashell collection. Yes. yes. Leanne Ford, you know, the interior designer mm-hmm. has this magazine now called Feel Free, and in it, she has a spread on basically just like bowls of things and mm-hmm. they're just like putting a bunch of like things in a bowl is inherently chic no matter yeah, what that yeah. thing is mm-hmm. like it could be batteries probably yeah. not but it could be and it would be like cool because they're all together I just also think doing that sort of thing is a kindness to your friends and family because there's always a gift to get you yeah you always yeah. add to the collection totally it is a it is a service I yes. don't have a coconut so okay you we'll know. keep it <laughs> <laughs> We'll send you a coconut as a thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Paula Rubenstein is really good at this, too. Her store is filled with, like, bowls, yeah. bowls of, of things. Yeah. I think she even has a bowl of batteries. See? <laughs> See? Yeah. Batteries. I do kind of like the idea of a bowl of batteries. Bowl of cigarettes. Yeah. Bowl of batteries. Yeah. You know. I mean. It's a thing. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else? Okay. So I've gotten really into watching 
like the really weird Hitchcock movies, the mm. ones where it starts to become really Freudian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 50s. Like fever dreamy. Yes. Almost. Yeah. 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 50s and like early 60s. So like Vertigo, uh-huh. Marnie. Uh-huh. I love Vertigo. Yeah. I really like Vertigo. Yeah. The cinematography also just feels very interesting. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the colors are really strange. I was never a big Edith Head fan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I was more an Adrian fan Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. costume design wars that, you know, we're all participating (laughs) in. And like, on the other side. I yeah. liked like the yeah. the kind of a way that like Adrian had more like sweeping shapes. Mm-hmm, it was more mm-hmm. goddess, whereas yeah. Edith had is more it's all about it's like structure. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. structured. It's all about Contained. creating like the hourglass yes. on the frame and uh-huh. like framing mm-hmm. the face. And mm-hmm. but now I'm getting more into that. I mean, I like the polish of it. Mm-hmm. It's really freaky and it feels very Prada to me. It yeah. definitely there's, is yeah. very Prada. There's this, yeah. And it feels very Milan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it yes. really does. Well, it, a lot of it is happening in San Francisco. A lot of the Hitchcock movies take yeah. place in San Francisco. Yes. Right. Yes. I was reading a, a piece in art form where my husband works from, I don't remember how long ago it was, but it said that, you know, Vertigo had sort of been lost to time and everyone was mm. like, ah, eh, it's kind of a B thriller. Mm-hmm. And when it was rediscovered in the 1980s, there was a showing of it at a San Francisco theater. And there was a, a scene, an establishing shot of the cityscape of San Francisco in the whole crowd started gasping because it was completely unrecognizable to them. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Huh. What other movies are you watching these days? Well, I'm a big Criterion collection. Mm. You have a membership. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so I watched, I, I haven't seen a lot of Wong Kar Wai movies. Mm-hmm. And I watched Chung King Express mm-hmm. on Monday. Have you guys seen that? No. It's amazing. Great blonde wig okay, moment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie. It's interesting because it's like Vertigo. The the first half of the movie is sort of undone by the second uh-huh, half. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And good, great, great clothes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the type of person who watches, who wants to see the movies that are up for Oscars? I worked at Vanity Fair, and that yeah, was like required. Right. Yeah. Like Graydon had at his desk all of the screeners mm. and there was like a whole oh there was like a lending, lending library, library. Yeah. yeah like a yeah. lending yeah. library yeah. of the screeners right yeah I love this yeah but now you're released from that pressure yeah so you can just sift your way through the right. Criterion collection yeah, yeah do you good. do you both see I see that? very little I mean even less than I used to I what have I seen I saw in reverse order I saw the Nan Golden documentary I saw everything everywhere all at once. I I saw Which you EO, thought was very depressing. I, it was so much more depressing than Maddie <laughs> yeah. Khan let on. I saw Women Talking, which I oh, loved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. and Tar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw the oh god the cruise one. Triangle of Triangle Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, I, I saw all of those in theaters, which I just like have been really liking going to a theater. Yeah, recently. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. and I like the way that everyone who's seen Tar is treating her like a real person. I think it's really funny, I too. Love I really love her Twitter account. Yeah. I love it's all really, of that. Did like, she tweet about Dudamel taking over the Philharmonic? <laughs> you mean the fake was, real one? Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. the first I thing I so. thought of. <laughs> I received the You're press like, release. How will Lydia Tarr feel yeah, about this? Exactly. It's like, Incredible. oh, this was her spot. To, this is her like moment to follow in That was, that was supposed to be her. That was supposed to be her. What a successful piece of art that that was your reaction. What else you got? Okay. The the next thing I have is actually related to what we started talking about, which is I've been really getting into designers who feel like 
they're creating wardrobes rather than like hit pieces. Mm -hmm. And I was, this is something that I really started thinking about with Totem. It's also the big appeal. I mean, I'm obsessed with the row. I wear a lot of the row and that's the appeal of, but even, you know, there's this French brand I love called Casey Casey that makes really like simple cotton and like wool clothes. And I just like love these brands that are like, what if I just make really great clothes? I got him so into this. Well, which also just feels like such a foreign concept at this point yeah. because we're so used to everything right. being so trend driven and it being mm-hmm. like next, 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 mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. And heaven forbid we just have nice clothes to wear. Sophie Dorr, mm-hmm. so yeah. good. Yeah. Like just, a, it's not hit pieces, but every time you're like, it's so beautiful. It's something I would wear every day. Another one you're a fan of, Lauren Mnuchin, where you're yeah. just like, these are just beautiful pieces. You don't need a hero piece. You just need yeah. this, like, you need to know what's good and what women want to wear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to have those kinds of things that like when I was in my 20s and even in my like earlier 30s, a lot of what I would buy would be on sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, like what's on sale is the hot pink comme de garçon. Right. Uh So uh much uh of my closet was these incredible things, but like nothing like sort of like went together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like nice to, okay, you can have like a really good trouser. Yes. That's like, it's still interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's straightforward and it goes with a lot of what you have or like a really great, you know, motorcycle boot Mm -hmm. or like leather Mm -hmm. jacket. And the quality of these things is really good. Yeah. You know who does this at a lower price point is Seki, 7115. What people can actually wear that's just like build their wardrobe around her stuff is really Very good. popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lafayette yeah. 148 is another one. Oh, yeah. 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 I have a denim jacket from them that I love. Yeah. Do you buy a lot of secondhand vintage? I do, yes. So How are you sourcing that? that? Yeah. yeah. I do get a, a fair number of things on the real real. Mm-hmm. And also eBay and Vestair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you include a lot of Etsy links in your newsletter? Are I you love a good Etsy? Etsy? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like Etsy is like the underappreciated place that yes. we should all be buying yeah. most of our things. And basically. there's never the markup that yeah. there right. is at, at other places. Yeah. Yeah. When you go on the real real, what's your approach? I just put in Yoji. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm always <laughs> yeah. looking yeah. for. Yeah. Then I search Casey Casey. Mm-hmm. And then I search Paul Harnden. Yeah. And then I search Elena Dawson. So you're, you're designer forward. Yes. Yeah. And then, but then I skim the editor's picks yeah. because yeah. they have a lot of. Do you know about the My TRR? No. It's basically a saved search, but you okay. can check off all the designers you want. So it becomes like a visit. Oh, so I should do that. So that's yeah. what I yeah. do is I have all my designers clicked. Yes. I need to clean it up a little bit. And then I just go. You do have to clean it up. Who's yeah. going to be kicked off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> How are you searching Etsy? Etsy Sometimes it's a designer name. Yeah. Like it's a good place to find Versace or Romeo Gigli. I love Romeo Interesting. Gigli. Yeah. Why those designers, do you think? I think it's people who have these pieces from the 90s yeah. or yeah, yeah, whose yeah. parents yeah. or aunt yeah. have uh, them. Uh, Where the Etsy feels like the obvious place and they're right. not necessarily going through right. like a consignment model. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then also like if you put in like saucer hat or like 1950s swing coat, like that kind yeah. of stuff, it yeah. comes up very... It's you remember when when we were sort of like in high school and college vintage shopping wasn't looking for designer things. Yes. It yeah. was like I want to find the perfect 70s dress that doesn't look like a costume. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or I want to mm-hmm. find like a great cashmere coat that that doesn't again look like a costume. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a callback to that sort of right kind of vintage Mindset. shopping. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. approach. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a compulsive shopper? No. So you're pretty. I I look a lot. Yeah. 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 Would yeah. you say your your newsletter helps you manage it because you have like an outlet for it that's not yes. purchasing? Yeah. Yes. Although a lot of times 
I put things in there so that I won't buy yes. them. So and then, then someone else will. Yes. But then I get really upset when someone <laughs> Perfect. buys them. Yeah. Like I still, there's this opera cape <laughs> that I, this is like a, a gray silk yeah. opera cape uh-huh. that looked like Balenciaga, yeah. like Cristobal Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't buy this. I have like too many coats. Yeah. I just can't, you yeah. know? And I put it, but it was like $120. Right. And I put it in there and I was like, someone needs to buy this. This is so good. And within five minutes of me sending out the newsletter, it was gone. But like my husband and I were out for cocktails like a couple of weeks ago, like having a good time. And I was like, yeah, you know, I really wish I hadn't put that opera code in the newsletter. He was like, what are you talking about? We're we're still doing this. We're still doing this. Cool. Is he he otherwise supportive? this mindset he always so, thinks like i should yeah. just buy whatever i that's want good. great yeah good that's great. Th- those are the husbands we want yeah yeah that's good <laughs> are you guys compulsive shoppers she's not i'm I not am. yeah i'm not. yeah i'm a real list maker and a real like well i'll just save this to a note for now yes. and sit with it for a while and then visit it in a week yeah. or two and see how i feel and then sit with it some more and sometimes delete it and be like what was i thinking that i yeah. thought mm-hmm. that that was going to be but I also have, I think I've been traumatized by things selling out. I've, I I have the opera right. coat trauma. Yeah. You got anything else for us? I have one more thing. Okay. So I loved this profile of Judith Thurman that ran in the style section a few hmm. I did not weeks see it. ago. Yeah, it was really great. Okay. She's like one of my, she and like Robin and Kathy Horn mm-hmm. to me are yeah. like yeah, the yeah, holy yeah. trifecta yes. of fashion yes. writers. And so there's like a new collection of a lot of her you know, New Yorker pieces that has just been released. And I've read all of those pieces, but I realized that I didn't read this biography that she wrote of Isak Dinesen. Hmm. I don't even know who that that is. is. Who's this? I didn't really know who it was either. And then I sort of felt embarrassed when I Mm -hmm. started reading this biography, which I'm like halfway through now. But she wrote Out of Africa. Mm. Oh, yeah. And also, I don't know if you've seen the movie Babette's Feast. Mm-mm. But I've heard um, of it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys would love Babette's okay. Feast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so this biography, first of all, is super beautiful, but also this really fascinating writer who grew up in this really wealthy family mm-hmm. in the Netherlands and married this horrible count. Mm. Um, Aren't so, all counts I horrible? Know. Yeah. No, but he gave her <laughs> syphilis. This isn't Rude. a particularly bad Rude. one. Yes. Yeah. And then he bought, you know, he sort of didn't really have anything to do. So he decided, I'm going to buy a coffee farm in Africa. Okay. And then she moved there with him and he sort of abandoned her there. Wow. Which oh, is what yeah. Out, Out, Out of Africa, Africa is yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. But she's a really interesting character. And she her, her short stories are very odd and like cold, but somehow tender. Uh Uh Like someone wrote me a question recently for my newsletter Mm -hmm. about how to dress for a series of family funerals she has in the spring. A series? Yes. Interesting. And it made my reading these short stories made me think of like, Uh you know, they're like these parables about like the seasons changing and like Mm -hmm. spring actually being this like very sad and sober time. There is, a, I think there's an emerging contingent of anti-spring people. Yeah. And I've, I've read some compelling cases for why spring isn't good. Like, you never know how to dress. You're always too hot. You're too cold. We just want to, like, get on with it to summer. It feels like promise, but it's yeah. not really. Exactly. Yeah. I have a question for you. You Do you feel like you have a ton of energy? I feel like you have so much energy. <laughs> I can't believe everything we just covered. I guess I don't. You don't seem exhausted. No. In the way that I think a lot of people do, and I personally often do. I guess I don't. Think of like, I guess I don't think of it as 
consuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it being content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it doesn't feel like I'm having a meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't feel weigh like, on you in yeah. that way. Well, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's more like I used to run a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't run marathons, yeah. but I ran a lot of half marathons. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you get to that place where it's like, okay, you got to wake up and yeah. run 10 miles. <laughs> right. And then it's like you get to you, it's time to eat breakfast and you're like, this is this is I just need to be fed. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you suddenly start to crave nuts and fish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I crave is nuts and fish is just sustenance. Yeah. Okay. Like a, it's like what my it's like what it's my what mind your body asks is, for. Yeah, it's, it's like what yeah, my yeah, mind yeah, is like yeah, asking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had to like I don't mean this in a snobby way, mm-hmm. and this isn't always true, but I like cannot be entertained by a TV show. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Something we talked about in this podcast that a term or a concept you brought up in a newsletter at some point was stroll, don't scroll, mm-hmm. and I think that maybe that. That that's that's a little part of it, too. It's that you're not just like it's not like you're mindlessly doing any of this. It's that you're seeking out and following things that are interesting to you as opposed to just getting sucked in by the Mm -hmm. abyss of it all. Consuming Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think like algorithms are so wrong. Oh, yeah. Like I remember when like when Instagram was first starting, I would look at the people who really cool people Mm -hmm. were following Uh and like. You know, like, who are Lizzie and Catherine following? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Fortunato yeah. following and that sort of thing. And I would always find these really interesting people. And yeah. I was like, oh, their feed is so much chicer than my yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have, like, a chicer feed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In the New York Magazine etiquette issue, there was a really delightful thing that was basically, like, fuck the norms of posting. Just post, yeah. like, 15 mm-hmm. single yeah. posts. Like, like single- I did in 2012. I would post, like, 12 times in a day. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, why are why are we all, why is there this norm that we're, this, like, unspoken rule that we're all following that we only do it this way <laughs> and we only do it that way now? Yeah. And, like, why? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I mean, because the algorithm. But yeah, why are you? Yeah. What are we trying to get served to people for? It just it's doesn't true. matter. It's like true. yeah, no. I think the thing that I really need to do is create a close friends account because there is a lot of stuff that I would post, but I just don't want everybody to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. Do you have a close friends? I do. Yes. Yeah. I think that's maybe like a good a good way for me, reentry for me. Yeah, but then people also me. misuse close friends. You know, people misuse. You know, it. Yeah. Ooh, what are misuses of close friends? Well, I just get served a lot of close friends content from people I'm not close friends with. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that flattering though? Oh, in, in oh, many ways, we're close friends. in many ways it is. But then there's some that you're like, I've never met you in real life. Uh-huh. I'm but not they sure still that want you to see it. You know what I saw that was a very good use of close friends. Do you know the jewelry company Spur that mm-hmm. remakes that like remakes jewelry mm-hmm. from older pieces? They have like a VIP thing and like a VIP newsletter, and then mm. their close friends is VIP where they'll share new releases and yeah. things like that. And I was like, yeah, that's like a very that good business smart. use case of close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. In a similar spirit to Opulent Tips. Yeah. How can we make an exclusive corner of the internet in a way that it's not typically big? In a way that's fun and just kind of delightful. Yeah. Do either of you follow Eritreo Vintage? No. No. It's a really great by appointment vintage showroom with incredibly like high level, Mm -hmm. like old Alaya and Mm. St. Laurent and Romeo Gigli Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But she will often send out. Yes. She will send out a newsletter. You have to DM to subscribe to it. It will be things like a Fortuni dress, Mm -hmm. like original Fortuni. And it's password protected. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. I love this. I absolutely love it. I love these hacks. Rachel, this has been delightful. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I can't read to read all your fashion month content. Yeah. Yeah. That's the show. 
This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.